G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. There's nowhere in scripture, this is just church tradition. You know the Christmas carol that says, We three kings of Orient are? Yeah. It's a lie. (laughs) They weren't from the Orient, they were from the East. And Magi, the wise men, Persia, when the Persians conquered Babylon. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We're very familiar with the Nativity story and especially the role of the three wise men or the Magi as they're known. At least we think we know about the role of the Magi. Well, in this program, we're going to take a closer look at them, who they were, where they came from and why they were so interested in the birth of Jesus. It's very, very interesting, but I kind of, I think we kind of have to have some, uh, just a little bit of context, and of course the Bible is the source of our context. <laughs> well, let's uh, read uh, Matthew chapter 2, which talks about the Magi. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now we've read this passage many, many times, but sometimes I think we just get Um, quite caught up with church tradition over the years. And we have this image in our head. We see a vast desert with sand dunes and three little camels with three rich dudes on it wearing crowns and they're making this trek. Mm. And the other thing is that I think because of church history severing any Jewish connection from the Bible, uh, around about I think it was the third century, they were given actual names by uh, the church and, you know, that was, they were considered to be from maybe Africa or Asia or Europe and some were considered to be, some from the 4th century thought that they were the descendants of Shem, Ham and Japheth. And then by the 14th century, the Armenians taught that they were from Saudi Arabia, uh, Persia and India. And again, given names, there's nowhere in scripture, this is just church tradition. You know the Christmas carol that says, we three kings of Orient are? Yeah. It's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't from the Orient. They were from the East. And the Magi, the wise men, were initially in Babylon and then, of course, Persia when the Persians conquered Babylon. Mm. So I've got to try to do as quick as I can, (laughs) about seven minutes, a history lesson. Okay, How fast can I talk? We got to go back to Daniel the prophet. We know that at, when the Babylonians, uh, when the Babylonians captured uh, Jerusalem, that they took captives to Babylon, and they took the very best and smartest of young Jewish men. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were just four who were named among this mm. group, and we know that they were trained to serve the king, to be his advisors. We know the story. Um, they didn't want the rich food of the king. They ate very simple kosher diets. 
but they were trained in everything from literature, commerce, trade, um, the Chaldean religion. They were given Babylonian names and they were trained in the sciences, um, the arts, uh, law. And another thing was that they were trained in was supposedly in uh, being able to advise the king on spiritual matters. Now, while they were in training, we know that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that troubled him. He called the wise men who had served his father. He didn't know if they were legit or not, so he gives them a hard test. Not only tell me the meaning of my dream, tell me what my dream was first. Yeah. Okay. They couldn't do it, so he was going to have them everybody executed. And Daniel goes, whoa, just a second. (laughs) He then comes to the king and he says, look, I actually cannot tell you the answer to your question because I'm a man, but there is a God in heaven who knows, mm. and he's told me. And we know the story. Daniel tells him the dream and its interpretation. Daniel is elevated straight away into a position of leadership of the Magi. This causes the other guys to get jealous. Daniel then elevates Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in um, administration authority. In the kingdom. They'd been through the fiery furnace as well, so they've already had their exactly. tests and the elevation comes as a result. Absolutely. And so they're proving their, who they are, that they're trustworthy, that they're faithful, and that they won't compromise. They can't be bought. They're going to be honest always. Then we know that when uh, the Medes and the Persians invade and conquer Babylon, that Darius becomes the king. The rest of the Magi are jealous at Daniel. They set him up and they use the king. Daniel is thrown into the lion's survives, and then what does Darius do? He then kills all the old guard of the Magi. And so who fills their, who fills their roles? Okay, The Bible doesn't tell us. I'm going to hypothesize at this point. Okay, My hypothesis is, is that he's already elevated Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. My hypothesis is that he also brings in more Jews mm. into the ranks of the Magi. Well, we is know it, that there were some of those other... You know, young, bright minds that were being trained, so exactly. they would have been there to be elevated. And we know that you know many Jews, about 50,000, went back to Judea with uh, the days of Nehemiah and Ezra, but only 50,000. The rest stayed in Babylon. So he had, he had his own countrymen mm. there. So my hypothesis is that the Magi had more Jews within their ranks, not only Jews, but Jews. And so they were trained in all things regarding Babylonian and Persian culture, commerce, everything, okay, even the sciences, which included astronomy. Did it include astrology? Possibly, but we also know that Daniel and his brethren would not compromise. So they might have known about Mm. what it taught and believed, but they were not practitioners of it, but knowledgeable in it. But uh, astronomy, studying the the stars and the heavens, Absolutely. Mm. We also know that they would have been taught by Daniel about the prophecies he had regarding Messiah. Yes, we'll read about that in Daniel 9, 24 to 26. He talked about from the signing of the decree or the decree to rebuild Jerusalem, there would be a specific number of days or a specific time frame from that decree to when the Messiah would be cut off. Well, before he, then a Messiah is executed, he's got to be born. They so say they could estimate when aroundabouts the Messiah would be born. So each, my hypothesis is that these Jewish magi, while doing their job in advising the king and all things pertaining to the kingdom, were watching and waiting and counting. And when the decree was signed, those generations then started to count, okay, it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And my hypothesis is, is that at the time when it was almost when he could be arriving any second, that there is an astronomical event 
a star, something mm. takes place in the heavens and that triggers these Jewish wise men, these Jewish government officials in the kingdom of Persia to say, it's time. He's here. Let's follow the star. Follow the star. Yeah. And so my hypothesis, I, I guess I'm going to pose it as a question as to whether or not this is correct I, I can't say that it is correct because there is no, I can't point anybody to a passage of scripture that says Daniel appointed more Jews to the ranks of the Magi and they watched and they waited until the star appeared in the sky and then they traveled and it doesn't say that. Mm. But what we do know, we know what scripture says. We know the history of Babylon and the Jews being taken into the diaspora and captured, of the Jews being involved in the wise, the ranks of the wise men. My thing is this. If, if church history or church tradition is correct, why would kings from maybe Africa or India or Asia or Europe or um, Persia or somewhere, why would they, who had no connection to the Jewish people before Jesus' birth or after Jesus' birth, why would they suddenly decide, hey, a Jewish baby of royal birth has just been born. I think we should take a bag of gold. You can grab a box of incense and and, and he can grab some myrrh and we'll trek across the desert, leave it at this child's feet and then sneak out and go back home. Mm. One, why would they do that? And two, how would they communicate with each other if they're in different continents? They didn't have the internet. Yeah, that's right. So how would, what would be the point? Yeah. And even the fact that they've said they've come from the east, so they wouldn't have all said that if they'd come from different directions. Exactly. And so it makes more sense. It's more pragmatic. And let's face it, the Bible is actually very pragmatic. It's a very common sense book. And so that is my, my hypothetical question is, is that, is it possible that the Magi mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2 were in fact Jews from the original diaspora from the invasion of Babylon, trained under Daniel initially from generation to generation, who knew that Messiah would come from the signing of the decree to rebuild Jerusalem. They watched and they waited, and then when the astronomical event occurred in the sky that it was Jewish magi who actually travelled to Judea to worship their long-awaited Messiah. Mm, well, it's an interesting question, and we'll uh, continue to explore this as we look at Christmas. We're going to continue to look at the astronomical events that uh, will be unfolding as well in the next program on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.